The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a bi-monthly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Loot and XP, Boarding House, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 183 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. Starting Wednesday, September 25th, and running until October 6th, the next two weeks, Oklahoma City is playing host to the inaugural Fringe Festival known as Theater Crude. The event includes 10 live theatrical events in two different locations. Joining us today is Theater Crude co-founders Adam and Jenny Brand, Rodney Brazil of Next Stage Theater, and Kayla Jenkins of Perpetual Motion Dance. Everyone, welcome to the Okie Geek Podcast. Hi. Hi. <laughs> now, I guess the very first question is, what is uh, what's a fringe festival? Adam? All right. <laughs> yeah. A fringe festival is a style of seeing theater where all of the pieces are fairly short. They're an hour or less. Um, and a lot of different performances will happen over the course of the festival. Um, you can see multiple performances daily. So you'll see a show, you'll take a half hour break, you'll come back into the exact same space and see something completely different for the next hour. Um, we also like to focus on not censoring anything. The mm -hmm. artists are allowed to perform the shows they want to perform. Uh, that doesn't mean that everything is risque. Some of right. them are very accessible shows. Um, but the whole idea is to get art out there, uh, get a lot of different art out there, experience a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different styles of performance, all in a single place, in a single evening. And allowed to be a little bit more experimental than you would have to be to do just your, your regular, everyday, run-of-the-mill theater that, that most people think about. Yeah, that's right. Um, since the cost is so low to participate in the Fringe Festival, uh, it allows artists to test out work that, um, if they were relying on ticket sales in order to do it, mm -hmm. it might be cost-prohibitive. But uh, it gives a great avenue for expression and experimentation. Kayla, uh, why why do you, why do you want to be a part of this? Um, we Perpetual Motion Dance has been a company for uh, eighteen years. We're celebrating our eighteenth season. Um, Jenny and I met in a different world through <laughs> hair and. Um, the musical hair. <laughs> no. No, actually hair. Actually, yeah, through my salon. She <laughs> their wedding, and she said, hey, we're bringing this Fringe Festival to Oklahoma City, and this is the first Fringe Festival um, to come to Oklahoma City. So the company, Perpetual Motion, we were looking for an opportunity to bring back some of our older shows, and we're going to be bringing back Water Won't Wait, which we debuted in 2013. So we're excited to just bring back an old favorite for our um, audience and hopefully gather some new following. And for those who don't know, what is per Perpetual Motion? We are a modern and aerial uh, dance company here in Oklahoma aerial City. Aerial dance company. Aerial dance. Now we're not doing aerial in this show, which is a little different for us. Mm -hmm. So we're doing we're going back to our roots and doing a modern only dance performance, a little spin on Water Won't Wait from the original <laughs> production. So. Well, Perpetual Motion's been around. Next Stage is fairly new. Isn't that right, Rodney? Yeah, five or six years that we've been producing periodically. It hasn't been consistent within that. But for about five or six years, we've been producing mostly original works mm -hmm. and uh, by a variety of different authors. A lot of times it's me. <laughs> but, but others as well. And uh, Jenny, you, why, did you, why did you guys want to create this? Why did you want to do this? Yeah, Adam and I have participated in fringe festivals in other cities, and we saw uh, how fantastic of a gathering place it becomes. Um, the audiences learn and experience new things, and it's in a in a fun and exciting way. It I like to describe the whole experience as an adventure, mm -hmm. where yeah, it's theater, but it's it's not theater with a capital T, it's theater with a little T. Um, so it'll be something 
um, so it's so it's about the adventure of the experience. So you go and you see a show and then you go to the bar and hang out for a half hour and talk about it with your friends and uh, and then come back in and see something completely different and then go talk about it with your friends. And uh, so the whole like uh, festival atmosphere we really wanted to bring to Oklahoma City um, and then we also experienced how Oklahoma has uh, this great underground art scene that doesn't have a lot of opportunity to show itself. And we have seen how fringe festivals are a great way for these small urger companies to get their work out there and seen. And um, fringe festivals can be a great a first, second, third step on your way towards becoming something uh, larger than you are today. Yeah, the theater community in Oklahoma City is uh, fairly tight. A lot of people, a lot of the, the actors, they, they kind of know each other. And so this kind of gives them an opportunity to kind of work together on something really big and fun. Yeah, it's nice that um, a lot of the other models that happen here are theater companies that do full seasons of work and uh, if you work with them, then most likely you're going to work with them again, and it's a, it's a, that model. Um, whereas the fringe provides this other model that is because it's only once a year. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not trying to produce a whole season's worth of work. Uh, it's just two weeks in the fall. Uh, you can, you can say, oh, I have this idea for a show, and I really want to try it out, and. You know, I'm just going to get my friends together, and we're and we're all theater professionals. But you know, we're going to throw together this show and put it on at the fringe. And if it works, that's great, and you can move towards something larger. Whether that's the same show again uh, for you know producing it yourself, or whether it's let's form a company out of this. Uh, and yes. if it's an awful project, then you don't have to work with those people again. <laughs> you didn't have to go through the whole 501c3 process. And, um, uh, Which can be a lot. Yeah. yeah, so. Ronnie, what are you, what are you guys doing? What is uh, Next Stage doing? Yeah, so we're doing, uh, I'm calling it a festival within a festival. So <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's called the Ultra Conservative Theater Summit, and it's a, a fictional, satirical festival of uh, right-wing propaganda plays. And so um, we, in one hour, we do this little festival of three different plays. You get to meet our actors. You get to find out a little bit of their backstory. Um, there's maybe even a, a, a fictional talk back with, uh, at our festival. So uh, it's, uh, that's, what, that's what we're about. That takes a lot to get put together then. Yeah, Because you're, you're, you're talking about almost improv. Well, it is. And one of the actors, he describes it as a sketch comedy. And I mm -hmm. think that that's a really good because, you know, when you've only got an hour, you know, your plays in your in your meta festival are really only about <laughs> 10 minutes long. And uh, well, you know, what Jenny was saying a minute ago is really true is the fringe gives you an opportunity to try an idea, if you like, that you might not have tried otherwise. So I had this idea for, you know, this this fictional propaganda festival. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I don't know that I would have put the resources behind or even had the resources to mount a full production and rent a space and, and buy a bunch of sets and, and do all these things. But because of the, the uh, fringe model, I thought, well, you know, let's try it. You mm -hmm. know, we've got this idea. You know, let's let's send it to them. And if we get accepted, we'll give it a go and we'll we'll make this a full thing. And then. Um, if people like it or if, or if audiences really, there's something that connects with them within this, then maybe it develops into something else. Right. Uh, Kaylee, you guys said you're, you're revisiting an old thing. Tell me about what this, this, this performance you guys are putting on. We are. We're revisiting uh, Water Won't Wait. Um, it's a production with only six of our company members. We're actually a company of 15, but wow, this okay. specific production we're using the eldest in the company, mainly because we already knew it. But um, the six of us, we're using the metaphor of water, um, or water as a metaphor of time. So whether you follow the path of the current or you fight against it, and also just looking at the unpredictable nature of water. You know, if you go to the ocean, it can be a very peaceful place or it can be quite destructive. So we're just kind of playing with that idea and 
We have a few dance videos that will be in between each piece. So that'll be uh, some video production. And um, yeah, it's really exciting to revisit uh, one of our old past favorites. Is the music that's used, is it uh, already, is it original or is it, or what, what kind of music are you using? Um, there is a variety of music. One of the pieces has also some dialogue and uh, more kind of poetry spoken within word it, type, mm, yeah. spoken word in it. So, um, and then some of the other songs are a little more current, like Zoe Keating and um, definitely instrumental feeling. And what, Adam, what else? Kind of, what other shows are we, can, can people expect? Oh, my goodness. Okay. That, got the notes there. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is so much else. We've got 10 different shows, uh, two of which you've already gotten a little mm-hmm. snippet of. Uh, we really tried to make sure that we got as much variety as possible. So we do have um, a show called Being for the Other, which is completely immersive. As an audience member, you don't sit in a chair and watch the performance. They will bring you up into the performance space and play with you, and the entire show is you participating. There is very little sitting back and watching. Um, But for those of you who are timid about that sort of thing, we do have some fantastic solo shows that are more of a traditional storytelling style. Um, They're both coming up from Dallas, actually. Um, A story about um, Cyrano de Bergerac, um, and a story about knitting sweaters for your boyfriends. Yeah, so that first one is called Cyrano a Go-Go, and the second C- Cyrano, one... Wait, Cyrano what? Cyrano a Go-Go. <laughs> uh, and the second one's called Sweater Curse, a Yarn About Love. And she encourages people to bring their knitting and knit along with her as, as she performs. <laughs> I see, my wife crochets. She loves yeah. she loves doing the yarning, so that, that'd be a lot we of fun. We look forward to seeing her there. <laughs> Yeah, and of course, um, 19th Century Hound, who last did a immersive piece with Factory Obscura's Beyond, which mm-hmm. I believe Perpetual Motion was a part of that we as well. We did. We got to perform with them, so that was fun. Yeah, they All are... about collaboration. Sure. <laughs> uh, 19th Century Hound is bringing a piece called Presence, where they are going to examine our obsession with our mobile phones. So you get to keep your phone on for the whole performance. Um, that's okay so and instead of oh, everyone make sure and silence your phone or <laughs> turn on so so people are actually encouraged to keep they, their phone on they are encouraged to live tweet and stream as much as they want and uh, you are going to affect what the actors do based on the interaction you have with your phone and with the actors phones um, it's it's a pretty cool concept that's great <laughs> and so great for the people who actually keep their phones on them at all times yeah yeah um, we also have a stand-up piece coming, stand-up mm-hmm. comic. Uh, Jamie Campbell, Professional Idiot, is the name of the show. <laughs> uh, he's coming down from Kansas City. Um, yeah, I understand five of them, although five of them are local, five of mm-hmm. them are not actually local. They, mm-hmm. they, they've, they're coming in to be part of this. Yes. Which yeah. is pretty amazing. <laughs> it is pretty <laughs> cool. We're, we're hoping to encourage uh, a lot of local participation, and it was really important to us to get a lot of local artists involved. Um, because having that ownership over a fringe festival is really important, but at the same time, getting an influx of outside ideas to sort of help expand the conversation is also pretty important with the fringe festival model. So we're very fortunate to get some groups up from Texas, uh, uh, Jamie Campbell from Kansas City, being for the others from Massachusetts. And wow. we stand is from New York. Yeah. We stand together. They're going to do a um, TED Talk about pop culture is the way they like to describe it. It's fun and funny and light and fantastic. <laughs> well, I was just going to say for the We Stand Together, one of the co-collaborators went to class in Sass High School and, uh, oh, yeah. and then went to college and then works in New York all the time. She's appeared mm-hmm. off-Broadway and in all kinds of things. And so I was excited to uh, you know, get to be at a festival with one of my old friends that's coming back to do a show. Did and it was are there other ties that they that the the other one the other people had with Oklahoma or did they just did you just get them out send out and say hey do you want to be a part of this we sent out and said hey uh, <laughs> we got in contact with a bunch of other fringe festivals around the country and they helped spread the word about how we were starting out and anybody adventurous enough to perform their show in Oklahoma City you should contact Jenny and Adam Brand 
So that's where we ended up with most of them, actually. Yeah, it helps that fringe is a national and international term that is known. Mm -hmm. So there are artists that tour, you know, six to 12 months out of the year, different fringe festivals. Um, So this is not an uncommon thing to get uh, out of state coming in for a, a fringe festival. Do you know much about the history of Fringe Festivals? How, how long they've yeah. been around? Yeah. Um, they started in, I, I always get it wrong, but in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edinburgh. Um, the story goes that there was a Edinburgh, an official Edinburgh festival that a lot of um, artists wanted to be a part of, but they were too exclusive. And so there were all these artists that wanted to participate, wanted to do their art, but didn't get into the official festival. And so they decided to perform on the fringes of the festival, like literally on the edges, <laughs> um, at the same time as the festival. And then sure enough, that official festival uh, was not nearly as popular as the fringe festival. Uh, and nowadays, uh, the concept really took off. Nowadays, there's one in every major city in uh, not only the U.S., but also across the world. So uh, Adelaide and Perth and Edinburgh and um, I'm trying to think of all the English-speaking ones. Uh, Here in the U.S., Hollywood, Minneapolis, uh, or I should say Minnesota Fringe, and Orlando are the largest, but also cities like Portland, Maine, and Asheville, North Carolina, and have fringe festivals. Uh, there's a or an association of fringe festivals there that is both national and there's an a world fringe with capital W, capital F uh, <laughs> association. So, um, yeah, it all started with uh, artists who couldn't get into the official thing and. Decided to take it from there, and it really took off. Which isn't abnormal. There are theaters here in in uh, Oklahoma City, even that sometimes it's a little harder to get into because you're not uh, as established as mm-hmm. as an actor, and so sometimes it's something like this allows you to do theater without having to be part of one of the major companies that you know. Uh, and I, I think of like Lyric and Shakespeare in the Park sometimes. Yeah, you can be in them. Usually you're the yes, my lord person and you walk right <laughs> off the stage. But but to to actually take a major role, sometimes it takes something like this to get your face and name out. Yeah, it's a really great opportunity to um, to learn what it's like to produce your own work, which is often what it takes to make it as a theater practitioner. Um, don't wait for somebody to cast you, cast yourself. Uh, and the same goes with um, uh, designers and directors and producers and stage managers and um, uh, charge artists and uh, property artisans. And, you know, the list just goes on and on is that if you want your work to be seen, well, do your work. Yeah, especially so. these, well, you're talking about one-person shows, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it can't be quite as easy to have these to, to have a theater company want to accept you to do a one-person show, you kind of have to do, out, do it yourself and go out and promote yourself, basically. Yeah, exactly. But it also is sort of what creates uh, the fringe touring circuit. Mm-hmm. Is that If you have a really solid one-person show that you really enjoy performing, you can travel the entire country and have a fringe festival to go to almost any time of the year. And it allows you to tell your story and do your art and make some money in the process. That's fantastic. And do you, uh, did, did you, why do you think it took Oklahoma City so long to do something like this? We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- this is a style that we love, and mm-hmm. we are glad that we get to bring it. So, I mean, that's <laughs> great. Well, I'll answer since I've, I've lived here a little bit longer <laughs> than they have. But uh, it's, it's a big effort to get an entire festival together Mm -hmm. and it's something that myself and some other artists had talked about before and we just thought to ourselves man that's a lot of work you know we just don't have the time to get it together or or the the, you know even the skills you know we had never uh, been on the production end or the producing end of any kind of theater festival the people that I collaborate with usually and uh, so it's something that we wanted here but it just never no nobody ever kind of stood up to the plate as they 
sports metaphor it. And, uh, and then these guys did. And so, I, I mean, I think the day that they put their website up, two people emailed me and said, hey, Rodney, look what's happening. <laughs> and then here we are. Where, where, do you, where are you guys from? Uh, I am from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Actually, one of the outer suburbs is where I grew up. But then I immediately moved into the city and just stayed there and worked there for the children's theater company mm -hmm. that exists there. Um, yeah, until about three years ago, 2016. Jenny, um, we are married. Uh, yes. <laughs> she, that's uh, why the last yeah. name's the same. Oh. We, we did get the comment, are you brother and sister? So oh. I just wanted to clarify. Um, but Jenny has moved around most of her life, so I figured if I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person, I should understand what it's like moving around instead of just being a homebody who knows what <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota is like and knows nothing else about any other part of the world. So we ended up in Oklahoma City. <laughs> how'd you, Jenny, how'd you end up here? Uh, um, huh. uh, well, I moved around a lot. Um, growing up, um, my father worked for an oil company, and so we moved every three to five years. So I lived in, I was, I was born in Texas, but only lived there for a year till we moved away. And then we moved back, and then we moved away, and then we moved back. And then when I was 13, I moved to Holland and went to high school in Holland. Wow. Um, and it was home for eight and a half years. And after high school, I ended up in London, and I got my degree um, in London and ended up living there for six years. And... Uh, then my visa options ran out, and my passport said I was American, so I moved back to America. I moved to Minneapolis because um, it's got a great art scene. Sure. And yeah. uh, my folks live in South Dakota, and it's the largest major city nearby. Yeah, there's nothing in South Dakota. You just gotta. <laughs> it's more than you would think. Oh, really? To be fair. <laughs> It's got stuff going on. That's what but I say about Oklahoma. That's true. You're right. <laughs> um, no property tax in South Dakota if, <laughs> if you're interested no in moving tax. north. Yeah, it's true. Uh, anyway, so I ended up in Minneapolis, uh, and I was there for about six years. But to be fair, I was, I, um, I am a freelance arts administrator, and so a lot of my jobs took me out of state, so I was only actually there for about six months out of every year. <laughs> anyway, all this to say, met Adam, and we decided to move, and so we took a month-long road trip across all of America, and Oklahoma City ended up on the list because we have great friends who live in Yukon, and mm -hmm. we never get to see them because they live in Oklahoma. And so we decided to swing through, and when we came through, and we still think it's true now, it really just felt like Oklahoma City was this space that was and is trying to figure out what it wants to be. So it... it we moved here because uh, it felt like something we could contribute to, um, as opposed to other cities that we went to where their identity is already set. And they know what they are, and they're cool, or they're not cool, or you know they are what they are, um, but they know what they are. Yeah. Whereas you, you go to Portland, and they're like, yeah, we're Portland. You yeah, know what you're everyone knows get. what Portland yeah. is. But we came through Oklahoma City, and there was this crazy energy about every place we went to where yeah. everyone was like, we don't know what we are, but that's okay. It is really great. What are we going to be? <laughs> it's an opportunity to, to kind of experiment. And I know for the two of you, uh, Ronnie and Kayla, who've been here the whole time, you've watched as there, uh, you know, of course, uh, Mayor Holt talks about uh, Renaissance here in Oklahoma City, but we're starting to see that. It really is here. I've moved away three times, and somehow I keep getting pulled back to Oklahoma City. And I think it's because it is a growing city. It's developed a lot over just the past five to ten years. And the reason I keep coming back here 
because there's great stuff here. There's great art. There's great dance. There's people have put on arts festivals or dance festivals, but now we get to bring it all together and celebrate collaboration and just be like, what you're doing is really cool. What we're doing is really cool. Let's all do it together. (laughs) And that's a really special thing. And I just wish more people knew how great Oklahoma City. I've lived in some, you know, one of the biggest cities and seen a lot of really bad performances. And there's really great performances here. Like, you don't have to leave Oklahoma to be an artist. And I think that's what the arts community is really trying to get that message out there now. Which is the hardest thing because growing up myself, I, went, I got a theater degree as well. And the idea was that you to be able to do theater when I was growing up here, you had to leave. There was no way you could stay in Oklahoma City. But that's really changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's changing. And, and it's really a good time to, you know, it takes a lot of hard work and you do have to produce the things or be in it or, or audition or whatever your, your craft is. But it's really easy to kind of get to the middle of the arts community here if you're diligent about it. Um, you know, my husband and I have talked about moving to New York or elsewhere a couple mm-hmm. of times. But, you know, here I'll get invited to fundraisers or buy a ticket to a fundraiser, perform at one. And, you know, the mayor's there or the governor's there. And I get, you know, they're sitting at the table next to me or I'm at an arts planning meeting and B.J. Wexler is sitting next to me, you know, or whatever that is. And I wouldn't have that if I moved to, you know, that kind of access if I moved to a much bigger city. So not only do I have that access, but then I can translate that into the works that we do and really get a good idea of the types of things that people want to see and make sure that the audiences are really enriched by the programming that we're putting together. Yeah, there's something new that you feel like it's, it's going on and people who are just coming into it can be a part of it. They can, they can create something new and different in Oklahoma City that uh, maybe something that's new that no, no one else in the country is doing, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, and we can say it, it all started here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is really incredible the work that comes out of Fringe Festival. Um, your listeners may or may not remember last year, Oklahoma City Community College brought in six guitars uh, in the spring, um, uh, which was great um, to be able to interact with those patrons and say, this show that you love, it was a, a one-man show where he played six different characters that each interacted wow. with the guitar differently and so one was a rocker and one was a classical guitarist and uh, there was a story that went along with that and I could say that started at Orlando Fringe mm-hmm. that and now he is touring it to houses like Oklahoma City Community College's Visual and Performing Arts Center of that size and he started at a fringe which most likely is like a 50 seat house you know and these strange times and strange days and anyway that's um, that's exciting how how much is the fringe festival uh if you'd like to come to an individual performance Mm -hmm. it is 15 Mm dollars for a single ticket um but we have uh, all the way up to an unlimited pass which is 110 Mm -hmm. which if you come and see everything once that's 11 dollars as opposed to 15 dollars per performance so that's great and then otherwise we have um passes we have a four ticket pass and a six ticket pass and those each um offer discounts off of the individual ticket price the other thing that's great about the passes is that they can be used by multiple people so the four ticket pass can be one person to see four performances or it can be four people to see one performance or can be a couple to see two performances, which so is transferable. Yes, <laughs> they are. Or um, three people could see a show, and then if only one of them <laughs> liked it, the other one could go back again. That's true. We do so much math here. But we do recommend. Um, someone asked the question the other day of, how do you like a new patron to this? How do I interact with this new thing? Mm-hmm. And we would say, look at the schedule and choose one that you're like, yeah, that's cool. I want to go see that. And bring a friend, get a four-show pass, and then just see whatever is next. Yeah. So come for a show, 
hang out in the bar for a half hour, come back into the same space and see something completely different. And you may not like it, you may not, but that's part of the fringe experience. And yeah. Yeah. It, it well, this is part them. of the experimental experience, basically, is that you're going to see something that might not, the, the first one might not work for you, the second one might be amazing, then exactly. vice versa. Something, something's probably going to be amazing whether or not, and, and even if you don't really care for it, that's, I think, the beauty mm -hmm. of art is you, you can totally appreciate it you might, you know, might not be, might not float your boat, but you can still appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's important to us that I keep talking about like you know when you go to the bar in between, and it's not. I mean, alcohol is great, fine, but the <laughs> it's far more. It was very important to us to have a space so that people could have this opportunity to talk about what they have seen, to have the dialogue that is inspired by the art, which in my, uh, one of my definitions of art is that it inspires dialogue. Um, so to have that space, to have that festival feel of going to see something and then sitting down in a comfortable chair and talking about it with your friends and then going and seeing something else is is very fringe. And it's in two locations. Are there, first off, there, we'll get to the locations in a moment. Are there multiple performances? Each each show is, is having multiple performances for out, throughout the two weeks. So you don't have to just catch it. There's only going to be a one-night-only type of thing. Right, right. There's a couple of two-nights-only sort of things, mm -hmm. um, but all of our local companies, I believe, are going to be performing five times. Good. Um, mm -hmm. The schedule varies, so we get how that can be overwhelming, but there are many different ways to absorb the schedule. We've got a calendar view. We've got a list view. You can go to the show that you want to see, their individual page, and it will just have their specific schedule on it. Um, but, yeah, there are a couple of touring artists who are only performing twice, mm -hmm. so there will be a little bit of a pressure to go see that. If more you more of an exclusive yeah. there. The beauty, I love it, and you, talk, you talked about a... a uh, an all access kind of pass uh, the beauty of theater and i'm going to be a bit of a snob because we're talking about re theater theater with an <laughs> re um is that it is always different you could go see uh, all five performances of the ultra conservative group and it's going to be different every time you go see it right right absolutely and because this is for us it's a world premiere there may be even ideas that we have because our first show is Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll get a late night crowd in and, um, you know, there may be some ideas we have before the next time we go up, which is Sunday. And because of the format, we can just, you know, change it on the fly and and you can kind of, and anybody that comes back would see something different. Yeah, that's the beauty of, of theater is it's always different, always changing. And and even even if you see the same, uh, even seeing the same show that's, that's, all, that's all about dance and it's the same moves, you're going to see something different. There's always going to be mm -hmm. something unique and wonderful about every, every performance. Absolutely. Live performance, no matter what form <laughs> it is, you just roll with it, and that's the beauty of it. So we have fabric as our prop, and uh, oh that, can be, <laughs> that can be challenging and unpredictable all in itself. So, Are you um, installing aerials for the show? Not this time. Not this one. Not this time, but... We hope to in the future fringe festivals. Um, so no, we're going back to a tr traditionally a modern, a dramatic modern performance. Which is wonderful. But I love good modern dance. Yeah. Oof, love so we're going to bring the drama, and then we're right before them opening night at 8.30. So um, you will you can come see the drama and follow it up with, it sounds like a little yeah. craziness. <laughs> so what are the, the, the two venues you've got? Tell me about the two venues. A majority of our performances will be happening at the Capital View Event Center. It's at 50th and Lincoln. It's in a building that says Old Surety Life mm -hmm. on the building. Um, they traditionally do weddings, but they were game for branching out and seeing what it's like to host live performance. So we're going to be taking over their space for nearly two weeks. The best thing, we well, not the best thing, but what I like to say when talking about this venue that not a lot of people know, and we know it's an adventure just to get there, is one, when you go to Disney World, you get on the monorail, and that's an adventure. So <laughs> come to Lincoln and 50th. And two, they have 
Free. Well, then you can get off on 50th now. You can on Broadway yeah. Extension, so at least there's that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but there is free, ample, well-lit parking. There is a lot of parking <laughs> in that area. And, there is. And it's, it's, uh, so. it, well, it's an area that's, that's starting to grow. I went by there the mm-hmm. other day. I used to work down at the Capitol and, and go drive by there, and there was just nothing from basically about 30th on, on north. But now that they're doing all this work uh, over there at the Broadway Extension and I-44, it looks like that's an area that could be growing really soon. Now they've got the access open to 50th Street. That could be a really growing area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are delighted to be there. Well, and we timed it because, you know, we're, we're selling our friends on coming to see the show. And so we timed it. It's only five minutes from the high-low. <laughs> and it's only seven minutes from the Tower Theater and 23rd Street and all those things mm-hmm. there. So if you like to pregame before you come to the theater or if you like <laughs> to postgame after mm-hmm. the, the evening schedule is done, it's easy access to all those places. Well, that's probably the Brilliant. most beautiful thing about <laughs> Oklahoma City is what we were talking about is that you, I, you know, growing up here, I mean, I grew up here in the, in the 80s and 90s and there was nothing to do in 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 oklahoma city now there is so much you're talking about tower theater you're talking about uh western the western mm-hmm. district there's there is so there's the plaza district there are uh, paseo i could keep going on um so many areas that you can go to that you just that now have life to it yeah um so it wouldn't be too hard to go and find more life after you know and, and say to the other people hey let's go down to the the automobile alley or or you know wherever and i think that the second one that's close to automobile alley is that correct it is right in the heart of automobile alley right off of broadway it's uh the venue at plenty mercantile um they they are great they are fully sponsoring (laughs) the night that we are there so it it is costing the festival nothing to be there they are great supporters of the arts and we're happy to be there um it was a happy accident that we ended up there in the first place because of a scheduling conflict with the Capitol View Event Center. Oh, okay. Um, But we managed to turn it into an event, and uh, three of our out-of-town artists will be featured that night. Oh, wow. So if you want to see some things that we can guarantee you haven't seen in Oklahoma City before, (laughs) because they're not from here, uh, come on down to Plenty. And what Um, day is that? That is uh, Thursday, September 27th. Sixth. Sixth. <laughs> September 26th. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, but all the other shows are uh, up on, on 50th and Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you said the space is, you, how long, that, that building's been there forever. Have they renovated it? Is that yeah. what they basically did? Yeah. Um, they renovated um, the vast majority of their main floor to be an event center. And then they also have. Uh, a rooftop space that people are encouraged to go up to and hang out at too. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. Like the Oklahoma City Museum of Art garden area that, that they have up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wonderful. It's, it's beautiful and true to the event center's name. Fantastic view of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. It's very lovely. I For your Instagram photos. Very, <laughs> very selfies. Everybody worthy. takes selfies. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so you've got this, you've got this space. How's the... Uh, Obviously, you've got you've got people who are going to be in it. How's how's the community kind of coming around? Are are they excited about it? Yeah, it's great. Everybody we talk to is has either this reaction of uh, like, oh, thank God you're here. <laughs> you know, like, I have been waiting for Fringe and now it's here. So there's either that or that's uh or that's um uh what is this Fringe thing? Oh my God. I can't, I, how have I lived without this until now? <laughs> I'm so excited that it's, that you're here. I didn't know about you before, but everything sure. that you're saying to me is is exactly what I've been wanting. I had so. no idea this was missing in my life, and yeah. now it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've had really great response from everybody. Um, we spent a lot of time at the beginning of the calendar year uh, really reaching out to a lot of the arts community to make sure that um, the people who are here knew that we were here. Um, so dead and that center, the people that are here wanted a fringe yeah, festival as well. Because for all we knew, there was no fringe festival for a reason. And it was <laughs> great Nobody to find out that, that people did want it. Yeah, but... Um, so Dead Center have been great mm-hmm. allies and Factory Obscura have been fantastic oh, sure. allies as well. Um, 
we sat down with Don Jordan of City Rep, and we uh, are friends with the folks at Lyric, and uh, we had a great meeting with uh, Oklahoma Shakespeare in the Park. So all these institutions that are institutions, we really wanted to make sure that they knew they were invited to and they are, um, that their patrons and followers were invited to try something new as well. Um, but it's been a really fantastic reception uh, by the theater community and by the community at large. Yeah, Ronnie, you've been in part of the theater community for in Oklahoma City for a very long time, and it seems like the idea is that anything that we do just lifts everybody up. Yeah, that's absolutely. And I've I've been on boards of a couple of different theaters and and been parts of lots of discussions about you know how do we get to the next step, and I really think that you know as the the performing arts organizations really aren't competing with one another for audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, you know, we're really competing with the these the digital things, or um, you know, gambling, or you know, things like <laughs> yeah, that. Yes. You know, it's like you, you know, or there's football. obviously people or football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And we understand that people want to enjoy all of those things, uh, but we're not taking. If I'm having a show, you know, it's not taking away from Perpetual Motion Stance show. You know, we're only reinforced by you know this opportunity where our patrons and their patrons might see both shows. And then become standard patrons of both organizations. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a big help. Yeah, I definitely feel like that's the dream of uh, everyone's organization. Is oh, how do we get? How do we reach? You know, as dancers, how do we reach the theater community, or how do we reach the visual art community? And really, the only way to do that is to partner with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we love collaborating with other organizations and um we're performing at 12 by 12 tomorrow for visual arts uh fundraiser Mm -hmm. and um but it's so true like no i don't think anybody is um competing with each other we're just we all get micro focused on what we're doing individually and so it's great to have um people that care about trying to bring that thread between all of us. Right. And I think that we're just extending off of each other. Factory Obscura kind of started that collaboration um, as one of the major collaborators in the city. And to have Jenny and Adam just kind of bring another level to that is awesome. Yeah, a way to showcase Oklahoma City and, show, and showcase Oklahoma City's talent. Because uh, there is talent out there. We, we, we have it. We just uh, unfortunately don't always get a way to showcase it. Yeah, there is so much of it out there, and there are only so many roles available in the productions that are done in the seasons that exist. Yeah. So I have, a, I have a question for you, Michael. What would your fringe submission be to the festival <laughs> next year? Oh, I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, see, I, I've, I, I always like improv. I always think that, that uh, playing, playing off improv is, is just always fun because it gives you an opportunity to do something different all the time. And so I, I, I me personally, I, I'm no, I'm, I'm a person behind the radio. I, <laughs> of course I've done Shakespeare. I've done uh, all this kinds of different stuff. And, and, uh, I, I, I would love to see some kind of an improv based off of Shakespeare. I think that's always fun. So I don't know. Uh, that's a weird question. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, we, the, what I was going to say, the other reason we, we do, you do multiple performances is the fact that hopefully people can go see different shows at, at different times and, and, and not, you're not stepping on anyone's toes. If you only do it once and everyone does it one night, a one night performance, that's a little bit more difficult, but hopefully people can schedule it out to where they can see different shows. Where does, where is uh, perpetual, is that, do they have a, a permanent space? Uh, no, we're like little gypsies. That's, that's, um, that's why we rehearse during the week. Currently, we're at um, Studio Seven OKC on Twenty Third Street, and we perform there. And then um, a lot of us came from UCO. Our artistic director Michelle Muller is the department chair there, and so we um, sometimes go up there. And um, we also. Previously used rehearsal space at Oklahoma Contemporary Art Center, but they're in the middle of transitioning to yes. their new space. So um, mainly at Studio Seven currently. And were you at Stage Center? Was it? We professor? were at Stage Center That's back in I the thought, day. Yeah. Oh, we loved I that know. building. I, I threw, my my father 
and my niece and I all performed at Stage Center. So when it disappeared, I was very, very sad. Yeah. And, and now it's a parking lot, I guess, or yes. whatever it is now. I, so we we are willing to come to your space and teach you whatever um, modern aerial we've done other things <laughs> um, but this will be our first time performing at Capitol View Event Center so it's exciting we let we're open to new venues and that'll be a new experience for us and, and is are, are is next stage? Are there? You're not. Are you not? Do you have a permanent space? Or no, you... we're I, gypsies is a good they word got... to describe <laughs> it as well. At next stage really just started because um, we had some opportunities with a couple of venues, and there there were a few of us that were interested in in writing or producing or, or performing, almost having sort of like a, a fringe esque experience. But we would just do a weekend or two of a show, yeah. and then have the next idea once that one was closed. And so, but, you know, when you're trying to sell tickets, you do have to have a website and a Facebook page to sell those tickets through. And so we came up with Next Stage just as sort of the, the brand name for um, any number of people who might have work that they want to produce um, so that we can have a central place for people to go and promote. So there's no, there's no facili facility and there's, no, there's not even really an official team other than there's a lot of artists that, that sort of use that brand to... Uh, promote their shows when they've got an idea. Does that allow a little bit more freedom when you when you don't have a permanent space? You can just kind of go. You, you you're kind of switching out your 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 people. You're switching out your 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 actors, your venues. Does that give you a little bit more freedom? It does give us a, a whole lot of freedom. Um, you know, one in that you know if we don't have an idea, we're not obligated to come up with something. <laughs> you know, just to fill a space that we have a lease on, and that's been very freeing because. Even though the, our schedule's been inconsistent, um, you know, we can mount the works when the time is right. Um, now, it does get in the way when you're trying to find rehearsal space <laughs> or you have an idea and all of the stages that you want are booked. So there's give and take, but ultimately it's, it's been very flexible very and very freeing. So uh, for uh, the, 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 the film Fringe Festival Theater crew, uh, is, is there anything else you guys want to make sure that the people know about that we haven't gone over? I feel it's, like we've covered pretty much all the important. Starts things. Wednesday I mean, and yeah. goes until Wednesday. And is there a is there goes a specific, until Sunday? Until Sunday. Is, is there a specific uh, night that would be that would be best if you don't you don't want to make sure you don't, don't miss this one? Well, my impulse is to tell you to come to the opening night, mm -hmm. uh, Wednesday, the twenty fifth of September. There is a great variety that is happening on that first night. There is uh, it starts with. The Gravel Road Show, which is a group from UCO. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing like a cabaret version of the musical Oklahoma in Clown. It's yeah. It's kind wow. of it's kinda cool. They yeah, they used Oklahoma as the starting point for devising <laughs> for devising their piece. Yeah. So nobody's gonna be singing Oh What a Beautiful right. Morning. No. But <laughs> You might be able to see the undertones. It's sort of like saying that uh, "Oh, brother, where art thou?" is based off of the Odyssey. Right. right. You know, you can kind of see it when you look for it, but it's been shifted around so much. Right. Um, and then that's going to be followed by Three Quarters Empty," which is a piece about artists creating art in a dystopian future where art is illegal. So. Kind of heavy concept there. Yeah. And then we move on to "Water Won't Wait." get to see some great modern dance and then you cap off your night with um some hilarious comedy with the ultra conservative theater summit that's what and they're only an hour long right so I mean, every it's, piece it's, is an hour or less yeah which is easy to, i mean easy to sit through and and and, yeah. and enjoy and almost feel like wait you want more before <laughs> it's already <laughs> over wait oh my gosh especially when nowadays when when shows uh either live or 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 film are, are so long right you know actually sitting yeah. through one hour is actually fairly easy i think yeah piece of cake <laughs> good yeah. deal and uh let's go around uh where can people find uh petrol motion as far as uh, online uh, you can find all of our information for Perpetual Motion Dance at perpetualmotiondance.org. And are you, are you on Twitter or Facebook? We are. Oh, yeah. We're on Facebook, Perpetual Motion Dance, 
and Instagram and Twitter. The Twitter page doesn't get as much love, I have to say. Well, see, we should get more people but, to do the perpetu- perpetu- just perpetual motion dance. Yes, it's just Twitter. perpetual motion dance on all of them. And um, yeah, so follow us. <laughs> and But you have to buy tickets for a theater crude on theatercrude.org. Right, it's and true. theater crude. And you guys are uh, also on Facebook and Twitter, right? Uh, we are. Um, Facebook is Theater Crude, or Facebook, Theater Crude, mm-hmm. Twitter, Theater Crude, Instagram, Theater Crude OKC. Ah. <laughs> and <laughs> since we are in an audio medium, theater is spelt with an R E. Yes, it is. And crude is spelt C R U D E, like the oil. Why crude? I didn't have to ask. Why theater? Because of oil? Is that yeah? It, it was a way to okay. connect to Oklahoma without calling ourselves Oklahoma Fringe, mm-hmm. uh, because then we would forever be the OK Fringe. Yeah. <laughs> so, but theater crude is a nice nod to crude oil, out of the ground, unrefined, and very Oklahoman. Yeah. Uh, next stage. Where can people find you guys on? We have a Facebook page. Next mm-hmm. stage OKC, I think, is our Facebook page. Um, it's a it's a yellow and black and white circle. If you if you look at that, that's what it looks like. Um, there's there's obviously other places called Next Stage as well. Um, but really, the most information about this particular play and the schedule is easiest to find on on the Theater Crude website. So that's where I would say if you're interested in learning more about this particular show, mm-hmm. uh, that's that that would be the place to go. And you guys on Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh, we are we have Twitter and Facebook. I didn't I haven't got a gram yet. Maybe maybe if we <laughs> do maybe. it for the gram, do it for the gram. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys very much. And everyone, everything thank starts you. on the 25th. And yeah. what's the website again so people can go to it? Theatercrude.org. See, so simple, the easy to remember. <laughs> Thank you guys so very much for sh- showing up. And, and it's going to be exciting, I think, for two weeks uh, just to gather together a whole bunch of artists and, and just have some fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us with our new podcast friends at MostlyHarmless.media, also on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Rodney Brazil, Kayla Jenkins, Adam Brand, and Jenny Brand, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.